Hi, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 3 of My Words, Our Journey, What If. Sorry for the gap between episodes. Let's just say I could use your prayers with a health issue. But my goal is to be back on track with our journey. So let's begin with Chapter 6. Nervous, anxious, eager, excited, scared. Take your pick. He was all of the above. Would they make good parents? And even if they did, would they have good kids? Would they be healthy? Happy? Or would they be unruly, have health problems, go to college, have heartbreaks? Mitch could feel his heart rate accelerate. If a person really thought long and hard about it, why would anyone choose to have children? On the outside looking in, it seemed to be a lot of work, sleepless nights, headaches, and overall a financial hardship for what in the end could be heartache and disappointment. Not wanting to risk his mood further, Mitch decided not to listen to his usual talk radio, instead choosing to listen to 80s rock on XM. It was always a strong choice. Aaron was making a few stops on the way home. He said he might be late, so he had driven his car this particular day. Lucky for Mitch, he would have had a hard time keeping his friend out of the food. In fact, he had placed dinner in the back seat shortly after leaving the restaurant to avoid temptation himself. Mitch could hear the cell phone long before he'd answered it. He really needed to designate the phone its own spot. He was used to just tossing it anywhere, which was fine, until he needed it. Can you talk? He heard Aaron ask before he could even say hello. Sure, Mitch replied curiously. Aaron seemed to be on edge. Then let me ask you a question. Aaron continued without giving Mitch an opportunity to speak. If you come home and see a strange car leaving your place, when you ask your wife who it was, she says it was a delivery person making the delivery. Then when you ask her what was being delivered, she says they had the wrong address. However, when you tell her you notice no type of markings on the car, she gets all defensive. How would that make you feel? Aaron finished without taking a breath. Well, from the sound of your voice, you think there may be a problem. Mitch wasn't sure if this was a question or just an observation. The whole thing happened so fast. Now we're having our first real fight in a long time. And I'm not sure why, Aaron said. Do you have time for a drink before going home? Before Mitch could answer, he heard the beep in the ear that told him he had another call. Hold on. Wait one second, he told Aaron. Hello? Mitch waited to hear who was calling. Hi, honey, it's me, he heard Bridget say. Would you be terribly upset if we ate dinner a little late tonight? Julie called. Before she had time to explain, Mitch interrupted and told her Aaron was on the other line. They agreed to meet at the house later for dinner. I'll meet you at Sparky's in 20, Mitch clicked back over and told Aaron. Mitch's mind wandered as he drove to meet Aaron. For some reason, his thoughts had drifted back to previous relationships. Mitch would never have been classified as a player as a young man, but when he thought about it, there was very few times that he didn't have either a girlfriend or was dating someone. Unfortunately, Mitch thought cheating was the problem in many of his previous relationships, and Mitch had done more than his fair share of the cheating. He had often wondered how two people could spend years and years together without someone or something coming between them. He still marveled when he heard that couples had been together for long periods of time. Anything over 15 years, he was more than impressed. He was curious to the secret. Sadly, neither his nor Bridget's parents fell into this category. Both sets of parents had divorced while the two had been in middle school. Mitch guessed divorce affected families differently. Sorrowfully, Bridget and Mitch had not spoken to their parents in several years. 
This was one reason he had held off having kids. Now that he thought about it, Mitch did not want his children to ever feel they were not important or that they had to make choices between their mother and their father. Would they try to reconnect with their estranged parents if they did begin a family? Mitch thought back to some of the great childhood memories he had of spending time with his grandparents. He also thought about how he sometimes felt Aaron talked about his parents or in-laws and the relationship they had. Only time would tell how things would work out. Mitch knew he wasn't the best judge, but Aaron and Julie seemed to have such a strong marriage. If they were truly having problems, catching himself and putting the negative thought out of his head, man, one phone call can really change your mood and cause your mind to wander, he thought. He loved Bridget very much. In fact, he was going to tell her as much at dinner. Before he knew it, Mitch had arrived at Sparks. The parking lot had already begun to fill. Mitch found a spot a block away and noticed Aaron's car while approaching the bar entrance. Mitch had known Aaron long enough to know that he had started without him. No problem as far as he was concerned. He really had no interest in being here tonight anyways. Somehow it felt weird and unfamiliar. So if Aaron got a drink or two a head start to get him home to his lovely wife quicker, that was okay with him. The expression and color on his face told Mitch he had been right, and it wasn't beer his friend was consuming. I'll have whatever he's having, Mitch told the bartender when he caught his attention. A few seconds later, a different person slid Mitch a vodka and coke. No words were spoken for a while. A pack of smokes and a lighter were laying next to a full ashtray. I don't know what to say, finally came out of Mitch's mouth while reaching for a light. Not smooth, Mitch thought. But the truth... Aaron did not raise his head as he spoke. There's more I haven't told you. After sliding his stool around, just a little closer to Mitch, he began to run down a list of different things that had happened over the past few months that had begun to put doubts and fears in his head. Strange phone calls where no one was on the other line. Julian get at home a little later than usual. She had also joined the gym and changed the way she wore her hair. And I guess this deal with the delivery guy today just put me over the edge. When he was finished, Mitch could tell he wanted to hear some words of wisdom. You've got to talk to her, man, Mitch heard himself say. There's probably nothing to any of this. Aaron finished his drink and asked Mitch for a ride home. Mitch would need to check his rent front tire in the morning. The silence inside the car on the ride home revealed a strange noise coming the passenger's side front outside of the vehicle. Guys get a bad rap for keeping things all bottled up inside. And most of us deserve it, Mitch thought. As he pulled into Aaron's driveway, he could see that nearly every light was on in the house. Opening the car door and leaning out, Aaron turned and said, Mitch, you're like a brother to me, and this, this doesn't go the way I need it to go. I'm going to ask for your help with something I've been thinking about. Before Mitch could say anything, Aaron was gone. This would trouble Mitch for the rest of the evening. It was in the tone of his voice. Mitch could hear the frustration and panic in his friend's words. He really did not want to spend his time or energy worrying about Aaron and Julie. It would all blow over, and he just wanted to enjoy the next few hours with his lovely wife. As he entered the house from the garage, Mitch was a little surprised that Bridget wasn't home yet. A moment later, his cell phone began to vibrate in his pocket. There she is now, Mitch thought. But, as Mitch said hello, he could hear the line go dead, so he hung up and tried Bridget on her cell with no luck. He had asked her over and over again to leave her phone on when she was traveling. No problem, Mitch thought. I'll put dinner in to warm and take a shower to ditch the bar smell. After he stripped, stripped down, fixed an ice water, and put dinner in the oven, 
he headed upstairs. As he was getting out of the shower, he could hear Bridget in the other room. Sorry, I had to make a quick detour on the way home. Mr. Clayton called and needed me to get his daughter a housewarming gift, Bridget was saying as she entered the bathroom. Getting in or out, she said with a smile. I'll say getting in, Mitch said as he started to take off the shirt he had just put on. This was going to be a wonderful weekend, he thought. Bridget and Mitch did not get to spend much quality time together during the work week. Bridget had one of those jobs that required extra hours from home, as she often had to remind Mitch. Being in the accounting field gave him the freedom Mitch needed outside the hours from 9 to 5. He had never wanted a career where he had to feel the need to put in extra hours or worry about the job before or after hours. Some people needed the pagers and the beepers and constant ringing of the cell phone, always looking for the next big deal or needing to feel like they needed to put out the next fire. He felt sorry for those folks. Really, he did. And in the end, he married a woman who craved it all. Real estate could consume every hour of every day if you let it. Bridget had to fight hard not to let it take over her life. She was great at what she did, and she loved the challenge, the money, and the rush. They both knew she could make a lot more money with one of the larger real estate offices, but she had actually checked into one or more of them over the years, and in the end, they had decided together that money would not be worth the time away from home that she would need to get dedicate to the job. Instead, she had found a smaller agency, one with more of a hometown feel and lovely owners who had raised five children and four grandchildren and loved to golf and be outdoors. They understood the need of quality time outside the office. Bridget did not take advantage of their kindness. She was one of their best sellers and had been for several years. Still, Mitch would have liked her home even more, but he would never come out and tell her. Her career makes her happy. It's part of who she is, and he wouldn't interfere with that for anything. Time seemed to go by way too fast, and from everything they had heard from others, once you start a family, it moved into overdrive. With both of them fully aware of this, they made every effort to spend quality time together whenever possible. Chapter 7 Monday, the beginning of another week, was Mitch's first thought as the alarm went off. He had a funny feeling this Monday morning's ride to work was going to be a little more eventful than usual. It only made sense to carpool, and for the most part, it was never a problem. Neither friend mind running errands before or after work. They enjoyed listening to the same talk radio shows, and of course, their wives would joke. With both of them being accountants, they both enjoyed saving on gas. But Mitch was not looking forward to this morning's ride. There was a 50-50 chance things had not gone well, and this was the direction he was leaning. He could not remember the last time a weekend had passed without hearing from or seeing their neighbors. Mitch could only hope for the best as he jumped in the shower. Why don't you just get up 15 minutes earlier, he thought to himself, so you don't have to rush every morning. The topic of children had not been brought up over the weekend. Mitch was not sure why. He had fully intended to bring it up. There had even been a couple of moments he thought was the right time. But something held him back. Told him not to ruin the good vibes they shared from the shower on Friday night to the living room floor in front of the fireplace on Sunday evening. Not sure why he felt that way, plus the fact he had Aaron to deal with this morning, which only made him even less motivated to carry on with his routine. As Mitch was putting his cereal bowl in the dishwasher, he heard the familiar sound of Aaron's car horn. Here we go, he thought. Morning, buddy. Is it Monday already? Mitch tried to sound cheerful as he slid into the passenger seat. The weekends go by way too fast, don't they, partner? 
Aaron replied as he started to back out of the driveway. As Aaron was about to put the car in drive, Julie came out of their drive, and the two cars met. Aaron picked up the phone, hit the number one. Within a second, he was on the phone with his wife. Beautiful lady like yourself should never have to wait. Please, I insist, Aaron said to his wife in a playful voice. Now I guess we know why we didn't see them all weekend, Mitch thought. He relaxed into his seat and felt better about the day ahead. As Julie's car began to pull away, Aaron looked over at Mitch and smiled. While planning his afternoon schedule, Mitch thought about how he had worried for nothing. He wondered if Bridget had talked to Julie yet. Maybe he should call and they could compare. The telephone begins to ring. Notes. Mitch completed his thought as he answered the phone. Can you talk? Bridget answered. Sure, I was just thinking about you, Mitch answered. I hope it was good. I just called to see how your day was going. She never called to see how his day was going, Mitch thought. Let's have a little fun. Well, I'm glad you asked. There was a problem with one of the month-end audits, and Mitch never got to finish his story, the one he was making up as he went along. Bridget interrupted with, Mitch, you know I called to talk about Julie and Aaron. So for the next five minutes, they compared notes and both agreed. It was good for them that it all worked out. They both felt they could not ask for better best friends. They didn't want to have to take sides. Mitch sat in his office for a few minutes after hanging up with Bridget and just thought about how lucky he was. He thought about it often. Why had a higher power decided to bless him with a life that he had been given when there were so many people that just seemed to be more deserving? Sometimes he felt guilty and would promise himself he was going to try harder to be a better person. Maybe he'd do some charity work, work in a soup kitchen, something. He did not like the way this whole mess with Aaron and Julie made him feel. Having all these emotions just wasn't right. He should be thinking about a ball game or something. Mitch was not going to keep falling into this state. He was determined. Life was just too short. Enjoy the moments. All he had to do was look around the firm. The rumors of infidelity, the large number of single parents, and the overall look of sadness in many of his co-workers' eyes. Mitch was confident they all had higher hopes for their lives. Yes, Mitch decided he needed to take better care in showing his wife how he felt about her. By the florist on the way home, if Aaron was up for it. it. Turns out Aaron thought the idea of flowers was a winner, so the two men stopped the first shop they saw. On the ride home, both men decided they could not fit another single flower into the back seat of the car. Their special ladies would indeed be surprised. Neither Mitch nor Aaron could be considered romantic. Now would be as good as time as any to start. As Mitch heard Bridget in the kitchen packing her lunch for the following day, he decided to start her a bubble bath. He was lighting the last candle as she walked into the room. Flowers and a bubble bath? Bridget asked. Are you feeling guilty about something? Bridget stood with her hand on her hip and her head tilted ever so slightly. Mitch moved in close and held his wife tight. Yes, I should have been doing this sort of thing a long time ago. Bridget smacked him on the rear end as she pushed him out of the bedroom door. You're right, but I'm just as guilty as you, Bridget replied. Could you bring the flowers into the bedroom? I think they look good on the dresser. After making two trips from the kitchen to the bedroom, the flowers were moved, and Mitch decided to see what was on the Discovery Channel while Bridget was relaxing in the tub. Turning on the television, Mitch went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Returning, he saw the picture of the poor family whose wife and mother had still not been found. Catching the tail end of the story, Mitch heard all he needed to hear. Still no leads. Maybe I'll start a movie instead, Mitch thought. 
Thursday at exactly 5 o'clock, Mitch shut down his computer and waited for Aaron. Ten minutes later, he was walking down the hall to Aaron's office. It had happened before, but not often though, that Mitch would have to go hunting Aaron on a Thursday afternoon. There were only two times he could remember. The first he found Aaron reading an article in one of his adult magazines. The second time was after a lengthy search that he located his partner in the last stall sick to his stomach. No, it didn't happen often, and when it did, there was usually a good reason. Not this time. Aaron was sitting at his desk staring at his computer screen. Looking over his shoulder, Mitch could see he was staring at a map of what appeared to be the New River. Are we planning a trip anytime soon? Mitch asked, breaking Aaron's train of thought. Oh, Aaron looked up. We'll talk about it at the bar. Aaron said as he shut down his computer and grabbed his coat. Mitch was a little curious, but he didn't give much thought to it as he headed to the door. He was getting used to Aaron's odd behavior. Mitch was on his second beer and was staring at the lengthy butt on the burning cigarette. Aaron had just hit him with a question he never saw coming. Aaron had his head down as he waited for an answer. Mitch was replaying what had happened only two minutes ago over and over again in his head. Was it a beer or was it Aaron just testing him? Could he really be asking Mitch to help him disappear? It would only be for a few days, Aaron broke the silence as if he was reading his best friend's mind. Mitch tried to sound in control when he said, This is some kind of a test of friendship. You know you're like a brother to me. A pool ball landed in the middle of the table, clearing an ashtray and two beer glasses. A stocky, short guy, Mitch thought his name was Sonny, came over to apologize for his girlfriend. He insisted on cleaning up the mess and ordering another round for the table. But before the drinks arrived, Aaron leaned close into Mitch's ear and left him with, Mitch, this is too serious to be a joke or a test or anything like that. I need to know if you're going to be there for me before I go on and tell you any more. There's no talking me out of this. It's the only way I can get to the bottom of what's going on with my marriage and my life. I need to know. I need to know first about you and then about her. And with that, Aaron picked up his coat and said, you can take a taxi home, right? But he didn't wait for an answer. Mitch watched him walk away, weaving through the crowd, not paying any attention to anyone trying to talk to him. He thought about chasing after his friend, only briefly. They'd only had two beers each. His concern was not about his alcoholic state. It was about his mental state. Maybe he just needed some time alone. At this point, what would he say anyways? He definitely needed time alone. With Travis Tripp playing in the background, he leaned over the bar, nearly yelling to be heard, and ordered a Bloody Mary and a beer. He could see a few more in this, of these in his immediate future. I think that'll be a good place for us to stop today. I hope you're as glad as I am to be back with Mitch and Aaron. Thank you for listening. And I promise a new episode will be coming out soon. Have a great day.